Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? I had a fight with myself because I thought it was too early to drink wine, but then I changed I changed that dialogue. I just made it more positive in terms of wine. Yeah. You needed to flip that and mm-hmm. time is a social construct and doesn't really exist. It's fake. I reframed it. That's what my therapist would say. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice spin. Right? <laughs> That makes it sound way healthier than just, I'm drinking wine (laughs) very early in the day. Exactly. Yeah. It's a reframe. She's always telling me to fucking reframe shit. I'm just like, I love her though. She's an angel on earth. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's a good thing for her to tell you. Um, That's what I did. Yeah. Speaking of wine, what are you drinking? It's actually, it's uh this is Pinot in DNA today. It doesn't have the same ring to it though. No, not as, not as, mm mm-mm. Nope. Not there, no. but it's Pinot. I got that a works. I got a two pack of my <laughs> the giant bottles of Barefoot for twenty dollars. <laughs> oh hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> good find. That's a solid solid investment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you? I see some kind of fruity drink. I am back on my bullshit, and it's another raspberry sparkle teeny. <laughs> Every time the word sparkle teeny comes out of your mouth, <laughs> I lose a little bit more respect for you, ma'am. You drink rosé all the time off that makes it that makes it better somehow (laughs) what what is the purpose what is the purpose of our drinking i don't give a shit about the taste it's too i mean i do i give a shit about the taste (laughs) but it's to get fucked up it's not necessarily to uh you know drink the fanciest sophisticated there is nothing sophisticated about me listen i'm not i'm not saying it needs to be fancy i'm drinking fucking barefoot for crying out loud. I'm saying that you sound like the biggest pussy when you tell me you're drinking a sparkle tea. <laughs> Do you want me to drink straight up Jameson instead? Because I'll go get the whiskey. It can be whiskey and DNA instead. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, I'm totally down. I mean, you might not like me. <laughs> my respect for you will go up, but we might not be friends anymore. <laughs> no, actually, whiskey makes me like the happiest human. Really? In the world. I don't get angry. I don't get like, well, it wouldn't be beer muscles, but I don't get like, I love everyone. Like you could be someone that I historically cannot fucking stand. I'm like, oh my God, you're oh, the you're best. Oh my God. Oh yeah. That, that's weird. Usually whiskey's like people's angry drink. No. Mm-mm. What is my angry vodka? Yeah, that's a, that's a close second. I also can't drink vodka anymore. So <laughs> That's everybody. I swear to you, that's everybody's drink that they can't drink anymore. I like I have allergic reactions. It doesn't matter how much I drink, I end up in the hospital every time. Like so, what kind of from the vodka? Like, like internal. You know, it's like you know how like I flush and I turn all red and stuff. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, but then I like it doesn't matter if it's like the tiniest bit of vodka. I like get violently ill. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't fucking know. Just I'm add to the list the of alcohols i can't drink because i almost died drinking them once so it's a long list that's that rash is just nature's way of saying like just skip the vodka and that's okay honestly yeah yeah so we'll we'll go to the whiskey and it'll be fine yeah well it won't be don't do that no no so i uh wanted to talk to you about i started watching buzzfeed unsolved their supernatural okay episodes it's I know you've seen a lot of the memes. The memes are like uh the one is a guy and it's like night vision and it says, Hey there demons, it's me, ya boy. And these are the all the Ryan and Shane memes that I see. Yes. Yeah, they have a I'm true crime. Like, I don't know what this is. Right. They have a true crime one as well. But I I was I've been watching them with my husband and 
he is 110% Shane, and I would love to be as cool and collected as Shane, but I am definitely a panicked Ryan constantly when it comes to like ghosts and stuff, which is funny because like I enjoy ghost hunting and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like we went to that haunted house together, and granted, that was not like a terrifying. Oh no, yeah, Mm-mm. but like. I'm totally a which one? A, a Ryan. Oh, a Ryan. 125%. I'm such a fucking little baby bitch at that bless you. Bless Thank you. <laughs> it's that all that um, sparkle teeny. It is, it is. No, I so haunted houses, I go to full contact ones where they touch you and separate no. you and like I laugh. I literally laugh the whole time because it's I don't know, I just it's so much fun and I love it and I don't really I jump mean, scares. Like you like it giddy. I do it. get giddy. It's really weird. Like, jump scares are the only thing that get me, and it's just because I'm not expecting them, but I've gotten pretty good at picking out where people are hiding in them. But like actual supernatural stuff, I get a little fucked off around. Like I'm kind of scared. Like you don't know what you're fucking with. You don't know what's out there. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's like another kind of like yeah. a dimension that's a little that's a little scary yeah and i fully believe in all of that so like ghosts don't scare me so much but like the demons things like that yes. kind of freak me out mm-hmm. i was just I was sitting there and, and joey was just like it's like watching if you and i went to go ghost hunting because <laughs> joey really would be the guy on the bridge like fuck you goat man because he wouldn't give a shit like because he doesn't believe in any of that you know i mean he does but not like that like he doesn't think it can hurt him uh-huh. And I would be the one shitting myself, but still trying to talk to it. So, um, and I was just thinking, historically, that that really is how we are. So we went to West Virginia Penitentiary and did their ghost hunt a long couple years ago. And Joey separated himself from the group, walked off on his own to do God knows what. We couldn't find him for like two hours. Like I was like, is my husband dead? What's going on? He had gone down into like the catacombs of the penitentiary, found his way down to like the tunnels and shit that you weren't supposed to be in. (laughs) It was like digging around down there by himself, looking for shit, totally fine. So I'm off looking for him and I go up to the medical ward because knowing my husband, that's where he's going to be looking for like scalpels and shit because that's just who he is. And we go up and I see a head peek around a door. And I was like, Joey, knock it off. It's not fucking funny. And then the head pulled back. You couldn't see. It was just a shadow. The head pulled back. The door slammed that the head was popping out of. And I looked at my friend. I was like, that wasn't Joey, was it? And she's like, that wasn't Joey. And by the time we walked out of the medical wing, we were running downstairs, like totally panicked. Nobody else was up there because everybody else in our group was downstairs waiting because we were trying to find Joey. So there's no explanation for it. We don't know who it was, but he's done this before. There was an abandoned hospital near where we lived and we used to go into it all the time and like just you know, urban explorer, you know? Yeah, you guys are, you guys do that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and he would just go off on his own and the whole time I'm panicked, like, oh my God, oh my God, what was that? Oh my God, we're gonna die, oh my God. The joke's on him because they, those, they want you to be afraid and if you're not, they're gonna smell him one day. Mark my words. He's probably already one of them. He probably got possessed (laughs) a long time ago. (laughs) Probably. So I was hoping you had seen it. You'll have to watch it and we'll discuss it again on another episode. But you're definitely a Ryan. Like, I don't even need to ask. Oh, no, you don't. I already I don't even know. I don't even know these people. 
like the first time we hung out we started talking about supernatural stuff we went to the cat cafe yeah and i was telling you like a lot of my ghost stories and my experiences and like just look on your face you're definitely right but i i mean i find it fascinating like yeah i find it completely fascinating yeah i love it yeah so that's what i was doing before we started the podcast recording and i was like i want to talk about this because i just think it's funny okay that's going on my list Wait, yeah, you, so watch you it. haven't watched the true crime one? I have not. No, I'm going to get through the supernatural one and then go to true crime. Okay, cool. So maybe we can do that. Ooh, uh, does this air before or after the Parks and Rec thing? Do we have one other one that we, we have? Yeah, we have one for next week. So it's yeah, after. It'll be after. Well, okay, well, anyway. Yeah, I mean, so I regardless, like we're super pumped for the Parks and Rec coronavirus episode airing on what the 30th yes yep and we're gonna well it's not gonna matter because you're all already not you're gonna already see the live stream so but anyway hope you enjoyed the live stream (laughs) (laughs) whatever i'm still pumped i can't fucking wait this is just like retroactively pumped yes that's all so uh hope you enjoyed watching us geek out over it because that's what's gonna happen i can't wait very exciting. Oh, they're all. I just want to see my girl. Oh, April. Yeah. Albert Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very excited. All right. So you've hyped me up. Well, do you have any corrections or anything else we need to go over before you tell me a tale of woe that I'm going to cry about? I don't. I don't believe. Do you? Mm, I feel like the movie name that I gave you was not right for the um, cannibal episode, but I didn't care enough to look it up. <laughs> so- <laughs> Okay, well, if anyone else cares enough to correct us, you can. Otherwise, I think it might have. <laughs> I think it might have been right, but the there's a Hulu version that's a very it's a foreign film, and the one I'm talking about is not a foreign film. It's American. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Whatever. Fine, Maybe next I, time. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe in a year so, we'll correct it. Yeah. What? It'll happen we'll at some point. So anyway, make me cry. I can't wait for this story. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not going to tell you my sources right now because I kind of want this. I'm doing like a little like surprise. You'll probably okay. know what it is. So this is the case of Lori Nardone. Okay. Do you know this? Just hearing that name? No. Nope. Okay, because if you were going to know any story that I'm going to do, it'd be this one, I think. Okay. So Lori Nardone was raised in a Catholic family in Westerly, Rhode Island, She attended Catholic school, and all the people in her neighborhood were either Irish or Italian. So Lori's father had been Italian, but not much was known about her mother's side. Um, She knew that her mom was born in the Czech Republic and was sent to live in a convent. Ew. (laughs) Isn't that like... That's horrible. Isn't that kind of horrible? Isn't that like a nunnery kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Off to the nunnery. Uh, Off to the nunnery! (laughs) So... After that, she came to the U.S. to go to college, um, and her name was Eve, I think it's Theban, it's spelled T-H-I-E-B-E-N, and she worked as an English school teacher. But her past was really mysterious, and then she died in 2010, and the family knew very little about her childhood. So in 2017, Lori ended up taking a 23andMe test and discovered that nearly half of her DNA was Ashkenazi Jewish. So she and her brother began to look into their mother's past and found the name on a list of children rescued by humanitarian Sir Nicholas Winton. <gasps> oh, 
Yeah, you know what she was rescued from. Yeah. So yeah, he just got. There was like a big ceremony not that long ago for him. Um. Okay. So he's my like true love. After here reading all of it. Yeah. So she was a Holocaust survivor. Um. That's Lori Nardone's mom, Eve. She was born Eva Beaven mm-hmm. in. Brunow, B-R-U-N-O-W, Czechoslovakia. Um, Eve was raised by her mother and stepfather, Carl Weiss. Carl used his connections because he was like really prominent in their, in the town that she, or she grew up in. So he used his connections to put Eva in the local convent. There, a nun named Sister Mary Zavern secured Eva's evacuation through Nicholas Winton. According to Winton's record, the young girl went on to study in the Manor House School, formerly a convent, now a Jewish school, in Finchley, northwest London. Did she change her name because Ava Braun? Like, at the time? I just, I, just to get, just a hunch. Yeah, that, that's okay. mentioned, but I'll, I'll also get to that a little bit more, too. Okay. So Winton was a 29-year-old London stockbroker who created a rescue operation out of his hotel room in Prague. By 1939, he saved 669 children, arranging seven trains from Germany to Holland and then moving the children to a boat across the North Sea to Essex, which is kind of close to London. Most of the family members of the children Winton saved died in Nazi camps. Winton was silent about his deed until his wife found his records in a scrapbook hidden in the attic in 1988. So that's like almost 50 years later. The wife like doesn't even, never even knew. I'd be like, I'm Nikki, honey. Do you want to tell me that you're like basically Mother Teresa? (laughs) Yeah. that's. Oh my God. He's so amazing. So the wife discovered details in a list of names, photographs, and contacts for the children he saved. He still barely spoke about why he was driven to help these kids. He told the New York Times in 2001, I love this, he said, One saw the problem there, that a lot of these children were in danger, and you had to get them to what was called a safe haven, and there was no organization to do that. Why did I do it? Why do people do different things? Some people revel in taking risks, and some go through life taking no risks at all. He died in 2015 when he was 106 Oh, which if you ask me, that was not long enough for him to be on the server. Nope. nope. Oh my god, like he's my new. He is like so amazing to me. Um, so I, guys, w- listen to this. Okay. He died seventy six years to the day after two hundred and forty one kids he saved left Prague on a train for Holland. Oh my god! Isn't that fucking amazing? That's phenomenal. I think that he, you might go over this. I think that I watched a video of him being given an honor, like a ceremony. And whenever they revealed, you know, blah, 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 what it was for. And he turned around in the room. The people in the room were some of the people he had saved. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I was on the right page here. Yeah. Was this when he was alive? Yes. Yeah. He was alive and he, it was like he was reunited with some of the children he had saved. Yeah. I I talk about, I don't know if it's like the same ceremony we're talking about, but I do talk about that a little bit. So Eve never shared her story with the family, which I find just so fascinating. I wonder why she didn't share it. I wonder, I just wonder what her perspective was. And I think it's such a shame that Lori and her family didn't get to know Mm -hmm. about that from her perspective. Yeah. Um, That's really sad. It is. And she always went by Eve, not Eva. 
her birth name. And Lori does mention that the, so like Eva Braun, the association mm-hmm. there. And she believes that her mother viewed Eve as more of a Christian name. Okay. So, so it was less suspicious. Yeah. So it was almost kind of like covering up. And she thinks that her mom might have felt that her Jewish history would have been a liability. And I guess like, because, and she just, Lori thinks that her mom might have just felt like she didn't fit in. Like, I'm assuming with Italian and Irish, you know, the neighborhood they lived in is probably a ton of Catholic. And I'm sure, well, well, yeah, and then she was raised Catholic. So I'm sure that's like what everybody was. And I'm sure that like, there was still some like residual feeling of just like shame about being Jewish. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure that was a lot of it probably beaten into her at that point that being Jewish was it was a liability you know it could, mm-hmm. it could make it dangerous for her or her family and she probably just so. wanted to put that completely behind her and act like that was not her background you know mm. how sad like that's so that's so sad that's so sad i just wish that she had been able to tell someone before she passed because i can't even imagine harboring that secret and that part of your identity for so long and never being able to heal or does it say what happened to her parents i mean obviously I just, you know, I didn't know if they ever found out what happened. So they had her, the, you mean Lori's mother's parents? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They and they actually did end up surviving. They met her in the United States, which I was shocked at because it said that most of the kids that Winton um, rescued, they all perished. Like, so I was really, I was really surprised to set Eve's parents. um, That doesn't seem like that did happen to them. Um, So wait, so Eve saw her parents again. Yeah, they were reunited in the United States. Did her parents claim that they were Italian and not, or whatever she claimed to be? I think, I don't think Lori ever knew her parents. Oh, she was very, very little whenever she. So let me, let me keep reading. So. Okay, sorry. I have lots of questions. Oh, and Lori also said that they they took a trip to the Czech Republic together, but her mom never mentioned her survival um, from the Holocaust. But she really wanted to see like her old neighborhood and stuff. But Lori never knew that it went that deep, you know? Yeah. And Lori was shocked because they were so close. And that must have been like, it's really, I, I feel so bad for these people that find out these big family secrets after the main character in that story is dead Mm -hmm. i think that's such a shame because seven years later she takes this test and finds out all this stuff and she can't even get her mom's perspective like i I find that just like incredibly heart-wrenching she has no answers to anything exactly yeah and now Mm -hmm. that's been so long that like a lot of people with answers aren't around anymore. Yeah, it says Lori still doesn't know many details. She knows that her mom came to the U.S. at 17 and reconnected with her parents, who managed to escape separately. Okay. She then went to Brown University and met Lori's father. Lori says, but there's a black hole there. I don't know how it all happened. So I'm assuming that I don't think Lori ever met her grandparents to okay. like connect any. So I don't even think that that was ever an option. It doesn't seem from what I read, it doesn't seem like it, it seems like they may have also hid that. Okay. As well. Okay. So Winton was a complete saint. I love him. He spent his like actual like career, I think after his stockbroking days, but even when he was like very, very elderly himself, but he built homes for the elderly 
He worked with people with intellectual disabilities. He was knighted by the queen. He's regarded as a national hero in the Czech Republic. It was like very modest all the way up until the end. Like he really just, he really acted like this was just something that he had to do. Like it was just, and I find those stories fascinating because it's like people, he literally did not want any recognition. All he wanted was for these kids to be safe and to get out. Yeah, yeah. That's and just then, phenomenal. It, right? This this is my favorite part. He was like, he says, I have children and grandchildren and great grandchildren all over the world. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that so like lovely? It's it's beautiful. I I can't <laughs> I found the video I was talking about. Did you? Yeah. And I remember watching this video and just sobbing because you can tell in the video that he doesn't even like, I don't think that he, I'm sure he realizes how big of a deal it was. But like you said to him, he was doing what had to be done. He didn't see it as something extraordinary that he had done. It was just, this is what needs done and I'm going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's so, so, I just think that's something that we don't have now because now it's like, everything's on social media everything is like i don't know i think there's something really special about those like good deeds that that are just done without any any expectation of like recognition yeah yeah i actually it's it's funny you said that because i just was it did you post it it was a jim carrey quote i don't think that was me it was something like um imagine being that imagine being that person that's being filmed on the street by a good Samaritan, I can't remember the exact wording, but uh, give it, give it, like getting a meal from someone that's posing as a good Samaritan with a camera in your face, and of course you have to take the meal because you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't think about that when you see all these good deed videos. That's victim. It's like I don't want to say it's victimizing them, but it is it's like exploiting. Yeah, it's it's just really fucked up. So yeah, it's compl- it's exploitation for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's different if you are doing it in the hopes of fundraising for that person or, you know what I mean? Like things like that. You're not asking for recognition. You're asking for help. Mm -hmm. But just like the recognition, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. I just think that what he did was... Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, and like, but then, okay, then like the DNA piece, like... I, I honestly, like, I couldn't find a lot about of other people that this has happened to, but there's got to be so many. I found one that I was going to do. It's not, it's like this, but a little bit more twisted. Okay. Yeah, this was pretty wholesome and, like, kind of yeah. just feel good. Like, it's still wholesome, but at the same time, it's, there's some parts of it where you're just like, that's a very big identity struggle. And I was going to cover it soon, so I will, so that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just, everything I've seen about this man, he was just such a wholesome human and just wanted to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll send you this video so that you can sob because you will. He gives a speech and then, like like I said, it's revealed that some of the people in the audience are children that he saved. That's um, so, oh my God, that's so amazing. Well, yeah, yeah I did see, I, I don't know if it's the same video because it didn't look like a ceremony, but it looks like he's traveled to 
the Czech Republic. It looks like he's gone there and and been reunited because I've seen he it showed him as like very elderly, but like hugging all these kids. So I think that's what you're talking about with like, I I have grandchildren and great grandchildren Mm -hmm. all over the world. Oh my God. He's amazing. Yeah. There has to be so many stories like this that never got highlighted. Like imagine not to take away from him because he is he should be sainted. There there are other people too that were in the shadows making a lot of this happen that don't get recognized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. And I'm looking in this New York Times article says that when's this from? Oh, this is all the way back from 2009, but this says that they were they were trying to work on DNA database to track Holocaust survivors. Yeah, I saw I saw that because I was actually looking because I I assumed that, I mean, there were lots of mass graves and, you know, things like that. And I Mm -hmm. had just wondered if there had been any, any efforts to identify some of the, um, the victims, uh, to reunite them with any family they might have left over Mm -hmm. that had thankfully survived but I couldn't really find much about that um it was just I kept coming across that holocaust dna project I think is what it was called and it's like a database that they're trying to create but yeah that's wow yeah and another interesting thing because I kept I saw this story and then I just kept searching like holocaust survivors dna like i would put in all those keywords and i kept come i kept running in these articles about inherited trauma have you heard of this yes yeah so i found some of that too and they were they were saying that it they weren't some articles i read were saying that it is real and then others were debunking that that's i've seen that same thing just essentially that somehow genetically you can inherit the the trauma that your ancestors went through and it, it had talked wider than just the Holocaust, mm-hmm. some of the ones that I saw, but a lot of them were Holocaust related. So I don't know, like, you know, how much stake to put into that because there's two different sides and I haven't read enough about it to know how I feel. Yeah, and I haven't either. But when I was looking and I'm looking at the this Atlantic article that I came across again and I don't see why that, I don't know, to me, it does make sense because you even think about the experiences of black people in this country and that, I feel like that's been inherited since slavery. Right. Yeah. Um, So here's my, I'd like to see the science behind it, like genetically and with DNA. And if like somehow that has changed or morphed DNA and there's different DNA, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? For like like inherited trauma but part of it i do believe is it's still inherited trauma but i don't necessarily think that it's genetic i think that it's through storytelling i think it's through families passing down the stories of their trauma to each other and to their family members and i think that's sort of how it's inherited in a lot of the cases i think i yeah i i agree with that i was just thinking that through and it also could be that like those stereotypes stick with us. Slavery is not, in a lot of ways, minorities and oppressed groups are still like chained to these old ideas, you know? So like, until that goes away, that is going to be carried on. Right. It's passed down from generation to generation. And it's just not within every, you know, culture. I think that's an issue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Um, that's an, I mean, that's interesting to look into, like, it's almost taught. I don't want to say it's taught, but you know what it like. I mean, it is, well, it is taught. Yeah, you know. I, it's taught, but then it's also perpetuated by like 
stereotypes that continue to linger, you know? Yeah, that's what I like. I would like to see science behind it if they could prove it, but I, I don't. Mm. It's tough. I mean, we. I think that's not something DNA is too new to like to go into. I feel like to go into anything that you really have to look at over time because it hasn't been used long enough to go back that far. Right. Or to understand like its capabilities, its capabilities, how it evolves. Like, I just don't know yeah. that we have like the, maybe in a hundred years we'll be able to know more about that. But I don't know if in any time, like during our lifetimes, we're really going to be able to know if that's true or not. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I went off on something else in my brain and my brain started thinking about like past lives and stuff and it just totally derailed myself from the conversation for a second. Oh, that's okay. I actually did not realize that my story was that short. I felt like I had done so much reading about this, but then when I actually put it together in my notes and talked it out, it's really... There was probably a lot of crying in between the reading that made it seem like it was way longer. Oh, and to me, it was just like, so it was so fascinating that like the the woman found this from it just goes to show you that like these DNA tests are just so like earth shattering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really can be. Mm -hmm. I just I do I feel really bad for the people who can't get any kind of resolution or answers for these groundbreaking discoveries in their family, you know. That's what bothers me the most. And I love this story, too, because I, I do love, like, World War II, le- learning about it. And it, I don't I find it fascinating. I can't believe that that's something that happened. But at the same time, even in my short life living through the things that I've, like, yeah. lived through, I it, it almost, it makes more and more sense every day how something like that could happen just with how people behave. It's, and it's very heartbreaking to make... To understand, I don't. I don't want to say I understand it because I don't. To see things happening even now that parallel some of that and going, what are you doing? Yeah, have you fucking learned nothing? Exactly. You know what's what is the quote? It's not a full quote, and I always fuck it up. And I don't that those who uh, do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. Yep, hundred you know, percent. But yep. our boy Sir Nicholas Winton. Yeah. Yes. I get 106 years old. Isn't that crazy? I just feel, I feel like that was like, he got <laughs> for every child he saved, he got like another like month added onto his life. Yeah. He was just too good to take, you <laughs> know, so seriously. I feel like whatever you believe in God, the universe, mother nature, whatever. It's just like, we got to leave him down there for yeah. a little extra time. He's an actual angel on he earth. He seriously is. I just, you know, it's just most of the stories you hear from then of people saving other people, they look at it in that way of like, it's just what needed to be done. I didn't do anything heroic. I did what was what everyone should have done. And when you think about it, like, imagine what they thought during that time. I bet people, other people were like, you're crazy. Like, you're world. Like, I, I put myself in that position and like, I bet back then, and probably for Nicholas Winton, he was like, I am, if someone found out that I was doing this, like, I could be killed. Like, he never, it never, it didn't even, like, register probably that he was any kind of hero, because probably he felt like he was doing something crazy. In- yeah, but I also, I also think it just didn't register because it, it was the human thing to do. Yeah. It was what any person, any normal well I don't want to say normal but you know what I mean any any good person you know 
But then I also want, I also think though that like people that didn't do the same thing, they weren't necessarily bad. No, not bad. I mean, and there's different circumstances for everything. And imagine you how terrifying that, that was. Like, yeah. I think anybody, I think we could all say like, oh, I would have done the same thing, but. But you don't know until you're there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just mean in his mind, that's probably, you know what I mean? Like, that's probably the mindset a lot of them had was like, this is what needed to be done any i would expect any person in my shoes that had the capability to do it right you know what i mean not necessarily i'm not trying to say that people who who didn't do it or didn't act were bad it was a very tough situation you don't know how you'd react in that situation unless you're put into it fear is a very big thing and fight or flight is a very big thing and not acting like a hero you know there's nothing wrong with it i just think that a lot of people in his positions probably felt that way i'm not a hero because this is what people should do mm-hmm. and i i think that like they probably i don't know they they're even I, I wonder i just wonder if those people that did this like rescuing and these good these such good courageous things like i wonder if they felt not not shame but almost not shame but like at the time i wonder if they felt like i wonder how other people that maybe knew made them feel about it like like you're you know you're insane that's not brave it's stupid because in my I mean I'm only thinking that because in my life like when I've done the things that I that I believe are protecting someone else and other people don't understand them they almost do kind of shame you yeah well right and again it's self-preservation so they're looking at it like why would you do that why would you put yourself on the line for somebody else yeah you know but i'm sure a lot of these nazis are too like you're nothing to these nazis like you're never gonna win this like right you're one person in their whole army and that would be really hard like that would be really that would be like a huge force to have to bring your your one your one person up against like but here's the thing a lot of the people who did this probably have the mentality that yes i'm one person but if i can save one person yeah then it's worth it but then, you like, know, what if it what if it backfired? What if they found the, this sh- these boats of two hundred kids at a time? And then I bet I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, I bet that yeah. I bet that's some way he could have been. I'm just thinking like there there are so many forces that could have deterred him from doing this. Oh yeah, but he still did it, and it worked. Yeah, and it was successful, and it, these kids survived. Yeah, I mean, just against any kind of odd. I wonder, like, I, though, I wonder if there were any cases where it didn't. I, I'm i I'm sure it did, and I bet that that was... Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking and gruesome, and... Like, not, I mean, obviously he didn't get caught, but I just mean, like, cases where, like, things didn't pan out the way they were supposed to pan out, and he wasn't able to save children or people or whoever he was trying to help, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. So, yeah, that's just thank everything for Sir Nicholas Winton. He's the best. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, he is he's who the best. people should aspire to be when helping others. I knew that you would know like where I was going. That's why I didn't Yeah. I think I actually browsed the story but didn't catch a lot of it when I was looking. Um, but I didn't like I had just like I caught like a bit of it and then I was just like, nope. And I moved on because I was not feeling emotional that day. (laughs) 
And I wanted just so. this week. I wanted kind of like a like a feel good story that was some. This isn't totally resolved, but she at least she at least found out. She at least like. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all things considered, there was only good that did come of it. Besides her, Lori and her family not getting all the answers. Yeah, I mean, and really, that's not horrible in the grand scheme of things. They're it's alive. Really, that's you know, right. They're yeah. They're safe. They have each other. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so that's, yeah, we needed something feel good after our pissed off story last week. So, oh man, holy shit. I was mad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I still am. But yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. So my Um, sources just to, I want to make sure I say them, um, forward.com. It seemed like, I don't know a lot about forward.com, but it's like a Jewish, a Jewish news and resource site. And it it was really (laughs) good article. The um, author is Avital Chizik hyphen Goldschmidt. And that was from May 6th of 2018. There's also, um, I got some information from Nicholas Winton's Wikipedia page um, and the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum website that will we'll post all of those links. Awesome. Uh, there's, yeah. I was just looking, there's a statue that they put up in honor of him. In the Czech Republic? um no it is well maybe yes yes in the czech republic and then there's um one of the trains that carried the children uh is also in like a museum oh my god that's so cool yeah it said that he's like oh he is like a hero like he is the man in the czech republic (laughs) yeah i'm i'm sure oh there's a picture of him meeting the queen yep and he was knighted that's baller as fuck yeah that's yeah absolutely wow yeah well this was good it was have i told you about i think i have told you about my grandma have i no i know that uh they're older in um world war ii and stuff like i've heard bits but not all of it my yeah so my my grandma was in oh my god this is my favorite story to tell i'll tell you like the quick version but my grandparents met when they were enlisted in the army during world war ii um, and my grandma was actually a lieutenant in the army corps, in the nursing corps. Okay. And my, so she, he, she was a higher rank than my grandfather, but they, <laughs> they started, so, and they started dating while they were in there, which was like, not okay. And yeah. they would take different buses to get to like the movie theater to meet. Aww. And then when their like commander or head honcho guy found out, he was like, well, one of you's going overseas who's it gonna be and my grandfather yeah no shit my grandfather was like well i'll go because he didn't want her to go and then he's like well you're going and pointed to my grandma (gasps) and she went i think she went right after the liberation um and she like she walked through dachau the concentration and she brought back like a little piece of like some kind of glassware like a little vase or something and my mom has it yeah Um, but she's listed on like the world war ii there's like this website with her picture like it so that's that's why i love this shit she's like they're they're amazing and then they when she got back i think it was like a year and a half later they got married and were married for like 70 something years until yeah so she passed in uh january or no i'm sorry february of 18 and my gramp died like six months later because it was a broken heart for sure oh absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, he was just like, uh, he's like, I'm over this world. 
yeah i'm done peace out i'm done yep. yeah yeah so she's a freaking that's really cool yeah that's, that's cool? amazing that's, that's really, really cool story. my uh my grandparents were also all in world war ii they both were um, on both sides no shit so my i don't know a whole lot about the one side but i know that my pap was in the italian navy yeah and uh my grandma worked in a factory for a while there and then my grandpa oh no 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 (laughs) the italian navy (laughs) oh fuck that's right fuck oh my god (laughs) yeah um and then my um on my dad's side my my pap was in the um the navy here so damn wait so they were like opposite sides right they were like fighting each other yeah yep yeah i don't talk about it a lot because like i don't like the implication that my but but i am you know the second person in my family born on my that side uh in america so i mean the reality is is that like your grandfather wasn't Mussolini, I don't think. Oh, fuck no. Like, and I'm sure he didn't believe in any of that shit, but you had, if you were con- conscripted into the Navy, you, you right. know what I mean? Everyone, everyone, the, the people in the military are largely like, you know, they're working for their boss and their boss mm-hmm. is the fucking leader of the country. So mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. like on, on his grave. So um, my dad's always been real big about like making sure that so like uh military members graves are always like they have the flag and you know that sort of thing um but my grandpa the one who served in the italian navy he has the world war ii you know little placard for the flag um and they always put an american flag in it (laughs) and they make ones where you can cross the flags so like you can have like an italian one and then the um the american one and i want to get him one of those um but yeah, so it's just like every time I see it, I'm like, I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, but <laughs> that's not really how it went. That's not how it went, and yeah, so. Um, so did they come over? Did they come over shortly after that, or when? Yeah, they came over. I be- I believe it was the fifties, fifties or sixties. They came over. Wow. Um lived in Belgium before that and then came here. Wow. So, yeah, but that's, I, I always hate, I just feel weird saying, I don't know, but like I said, like you said, it's not like he would have had a choice. No, I, I never, I get why you feel weird. Cause that, I mean, like that's, that was one of our quote unquote enemies at the time. Yeah. You know? Like, so yeah. yeah, I get why that feels weird. And especially it's so crazy to me that they, that your two sets were, both in both fighting in the same war but on different sides like that is yeah wild. and i don't know this the years or anything like both of my grandfathers passed away before i was born so i never got to meet them or talk to them or anything and this is all just like hand-me-down knowledge that i have um so i don't know the years they served or anything if it was like at the same time or you know what but um yeah so that's it's, i just always think it's funny when you're like my family's older and i'm like becky so is mine <laughs> it's it's okay it's normal (laughs) but none of my friends like all my friends they have like these like young like way younger um grandparents than I ever grew up with and yeah it's just like the way my most of my friends generations are in their family they don't do not line up at all with mine 
No, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Mine was kind of that way too still, but mm-hmm. like to me, it's normal. So every time you say it, I'm like, it's not that weird. Because <laughs> like, it's it not is, to me. It's yeah, not to me. You. Yeah. But so, most of my, yeah, most of mine. Yeah. And that, but like that totally bums me out too. Because a lot of my friends, like their grandparents will like know their kids and stuff, you know, and that's just, that's mm-hmm. not going to be me. No, no, no. It's, it's kind of sad. But I mean, that's how. I'm not going to ask that because I don't ask a woman's age. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like, your, how old are your dad? How old are your dad's parents? Like, your mom's, like, when was your mom born? That kind of thing. Like, yeah, my mom was born. So my 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 grandparents, uh, the ones I just talked about, they they like got busy and stayed busy. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> they why not? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so they had my my grandma had my mom when she was almost 40. Okay. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was a fun history lesson. This was. Yeah. Don't don't judge me harshly people from my family background. <laughs> oh my god. You do all of you. Yeah. No, I just, I, I've always been kind of obsessed with that point in history as well. And we've talked about that. It's just a very fascinating time. Mm-hmm. Um, and having like personal connections to it in some regard makes that fascination a little bit stronger. Have you been to the so. museum in DC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did I ever so tell you bad. that story? Oh, about your dream? Yeah. Yes, you did. Very, very crazy shit. We should just so, have an episode, if you are comfortable with it, about all the paranormal experiences you've had. So that everybody can think that I'm fucking batshit? No, and- <laughs> they're real! Well, no, I mean, yeah, they are. Um, we'll, table, we'll table that. I find them fascinating. I do, too. I just don't want people thinking that I am, like... Out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, I promise I'm mostly very sane. Not really. I lied. Don't let her fool you. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, that I've been I've been there a couple times and I want to go time so I go. We should go. Oh, we should. That's why that's why I was saying that. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I really I really enjoy it. It's a a very good trip. There is um I believe there's a smaller not I don't know if it's necessarily a museum, but we have something like that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we so we have the Holocaust Center in Pittsburgh. Oh, I need to go there. What the hell? I'm uncultured swine. Well, no, I mean, I only just learned about this, so. But yeah, so, I mean, it's a place to start, but it's it's a beautiful museum. Um, but I just also really like DC and going to all the museums, so, like. Mm-hmm. Me too. Let's go. I'm down as soon as uh, we are in the clear and safe and don't have to social distance. <sighs> I am Whenever that might be. <laughs> ready for the road trip. You have anything for uh, padded room? I'm sure I can come up with something. Do you have something? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. We can look. We can look for fun animals. I feel like the pet. We need to add our own a new segment that at the end that's uh, adorable animals. We can do that. It's just a fun. Oh, here, here's the animal. I don't know if you're gonna think it's cute. I'm gonna send it to you though. This is the one I was talking. Sorry that you hear all the motorcycles in the background. It's an everyday occurrence at my house. I actually don't. Oh, good. Okay. This is the animal I was talking about that a zoo posted. And I just think it's adorable. Let me see. 
It's a video I just sent you. Oh my god. No, that thing's cute for sure. Watch it chew though. Look at its teeth. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Isn't it so fucking cute? Yeah, it's really cute. Wait, what? what's it's that a one? It's a tapir. Oh yeah, I looked it up. Honestly, when I looked it up, it did not look as cute as that. Is that like they a- have these little hangy schnoots and they're real cute. I think they're cute. I think, that, no, that, that thing is cute as shit. It's little human-like teeth are really funny. He's like, when it's, <laughs> yeah. And I, I hate mouth noises. Like, I have that mis- misophobia or whatever. Yeah. And, like, certain noises literally, like, instill rage in me. Yeah. Um, but I could listen to that thing eat all day. Because it's really adorable. Yeah. Yep. You know what else is super cute? What? Baby pangolins. Pangolin? Yep. P-A-N-G-O- L-I-N. They always look like they're hesitantly waiting to ask their neighbor for a cup of sugar. Babies. Look up babies. They go like this with their little hands all the time, and I think it's cute. Mm. It's like a super armored armadillo. It is like an armadillo. Uh, I don't know if I can get on board with that one. Oh, I love everything, though. You have to think about that. Because uh, it's got the slothy-looking claws. No, I don't. I don't understand your objection to that. Listen, I can't say any more than I. Were you afraid said. of Wolverine? Mm, no, it's not. I mean, I, I don't know how you could be with those fantastic sideburns. <laughs> I think you know when I was probably like when I was in high school. There's a lot of like memes before the meme like really existed, but of those creepy like sloths that always said creepy shit. You know what I'm talking Ma'am? about? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god, let me. They would always say, and I, I, I mean, fucking rape jokes aren't funny, but they would always say like rape jokes on them. Oh, so now you have like really negative connotation. That's ex- yes, I think that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. That makes me really sad. Like, let me. I'll find one that's not like gory. Okay. <laughs> like this. Here, one. I got one for you. Oh, okay, go ahead. This creepy ass looking one that says tickle tickle here comes my pickle. <laughs> and like look at this. Oh my god. That's a face. So I've seen that one and that one I like it's had like yin yang twins lyrics attached to it and stuff like uh let me whisper in your ear and all that kind of shit. <laughs> but you know have you ever seen um what is the fucking movie with Zach Galifianakis and they rob the armored truck oh my god what is the name of the movie it's gonna drive me nuts it's gonna drive me nuts too because um it's based on a true story truck Zach Galifianakis okay um masterminds yes okay so his hair in that Mm -hmm. looks like a sloth Oh, the the bowl cut thing? Yeah, it reminds me of <laughs> the sloth calendar I have. And I'll send you the side-by-side that I made. Because I was like, why does my sloth calendar look like Zach Galifianakis? Wait, there is a meme of those bowl cut sloths going around that said, like, about the quarantine. Um, it said, what like... my hair is going to look like when I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I've had to talk so many of my friends off the ledge from dyeing their hair with box color. Oh. Or, or, or cutting, cutting their bangs. Yep. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. 
Do not make a mess for your hairstylist to fix when you are done. You, you can burn the shit done. out of your hair. Just yeah. fucking wait. We all look haggard as hell right now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, it is what we it is. Sasquatch, okay? Stop yeah. trying to run up everybody because it's you're going to end up looking worse. It's not worth yeah. it. Yes. Also, I found the animal for this week. There's two. Okay. Uh, look up the maned wolf. I need to see your reaction. Leggy boys. The thing with the fucking... Oh my god. They're leggy. Look at their legs. They're so tall. Holy They're shit. beautiful, though. Her face is fantastic, everyone. I just wish you could see it. You, okay, you listener with with a toddler, your toddler could walk underneath this thing. Yeah, it's they're leggy, leggy, leggy. They're very, very pretty though. <laughs> oh Bless my you. lord! And and okay. the long-eared jerboa. You come up with this shit. J e r b o a. That's a good word. The friend's word that I can play. Jerboa. Yeah. <laughs> So I did not know these things were real, okay? So we play this game called Ark, and you can, like, domesticate these little things called jerboas. And I was like, that's funny. It's like a mix of a gerbil and a fucking rabbit or some shit. I don't know. But they're fucking real. (laughs) Wait, it looks like one of those, what's that, those wind-up toys that, like... That hop, like the ducks? Yeah. 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 Reminds me of... (laughs) With a big, long tail so substituting padded room this week this is going to be animal corner with rachel make you look up a very very cute what i think is a very cute animal and you can make your own decision as you see fit i'm down with all but that fucking scaly weird looking thing i don't i've just seen i don't know i love everything though except spiders and even then i feel really bad because i yell at them yeah i'm not not, it's the only one there was a spider in my shower the other day and I cried because I thought it was gigantic and Joey says <laughs> it was very small and I didn't want him to kill it because I, as much as I don't like them, it doesn't mean his life is any, its life is any less valuable than mine. Be honest with me. Is that why you can't remember the last time you washed your hair? Cause you're scared to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I need to, I need to burn down the house cause we're done. I can't live here. Now. It's his house. But anyway, he killed it and I was very sad and I cried a little bit cause he killed it, but I just don't like them. They freak me out and I don't like house centipedes either. Nope. Too many legs. There's no need. There's no need for that many legs Mm-mm. ever Mm-mm. in any situation. I don't even know what it does, why it needs that many legs. Like It doesn't. That's the scary part. Yeah. So, um, but I still get upset and I don't want to kill that. Well, house centipedes, no. I'll squish those motherfuckers because. You're like, <laughs> eight no. legs? Okay, I feel bad. A hundred? <laughs> but this brings me to the point that we were talking about spiders. And, you know, I got in the shower and I was freaking out and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was like, he said something about like, it's just some kind of water spider. I was like, don't tell me there are spiders in water. No, and then I started thinking terrifying. about it. And I was like, well, kind of like a squid and an octopus is kind of like a water spider. Eh, something different about it, though. It has suction. Oh, if spiders had suction cups, I would die. <laughs> there is your nightmare fuel, friends. Oh, my God. that That is my nightmare. I can't. Yeah, I'm really freaked out now. That's one of my circles of hell. Yeah. Oh my, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you, sir. Sorry this got real not informational towards yeah, the last 20 minutes. I know hey, that we- found out some new animals. 
yeah you found some cool new animals you got to listen to us talk about ourselves a little bit though we don't like to do that very often no um, like my least favorite thing <laughs> no i mean i like telling stories but like i guess it wasn't really about ourselves it was about our family yeah no I, oh yeah that's my favorite story to tell so that's fine but yeah so it'll be a uh, rachel's animal corner when we can't come up with a padded room yay so oh no i do have a padded room i lied sorry did you watch dave this week <laughs> yes i watched it yesterday her speech was so good you fucking have to watch dave even if you don't like little dicky or know who he is for one you're wrong for two just watch the show it's super cute I was sad at the lack of Gata, not gonna lie, because I love Gata. I love I love all of them. I, I do love, too. Um, I love Els, is that his name? He's a redhead? No. Oh, 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 yeah, his, uh, his... Like, childhood friend. Yeah, the one who does, like, his mixes and stuff. I, I love him. I like the redhead, he's funny, like, I like his dead pit, his, like, deadpan sense of humor. But Gata I just, when just... they're... Gata, yeah, Gata's just the man. yeah my favorite scene with why well, i know all their names but because we're talking about them i can't i can't remember them but my favorite scene is like i think they're at like that benefit for the kid and the redhead's like okay i'm gonna go do drugs in the car and walks away yeah. <laughs> i'm like that would be me <laughs> yeah. I also like, you're like you're I, he's like i think it's really cool that uh you're the first hype man that's ever been clinically depressed <laughs> yes yes it's so good it's so good please watch dave I f- we we talk about the show so much but it's it really is just a great show it's so charming and like i feel like this it's really how they are talking to each other like i feel like i'm just like sitting in their house like watching them yeah it's it's really nice it's really it's relatable in a lot of aspects and like her speech this week about relationships and being there for the person and putting as much into it as you can was just very because I was pissed at Dave this yeah, week. Yeah, I was too. He it was like, you were a big dick today. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he was a big yeah. fucking tool. And I, yeah. I went to Joe and I was like, he's a shitty boyfriend. Like, Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I've kind of felt that a lot throughout the series. <laughs> like, I love little Dicky, but like some of the things he's done and said to her, I've just been like, mm, that's kind of shitty. Don't do that. My And my theory is that this this relationship, because it seems like he does a lot of, he bases it off a lot of like real things that have happened. Yeah, I yeah. This relationship is his basis for the song Molly. Okay. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know. It was just, it was a very, very powerful speech that she gave. And I just really enjoyed it and please listen to it because it was very touching and made and a whole just, lot of sense. Also bef- in a lot of the episode, the episode's fucking hilarious too. There oh, are, yeah, yeah. It ends on kind of a sad note, but like, it's a very, it was, it was funny. It was a good episode. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, so that's my padded room. So you get a little bit of padded room and some animals this week. Yay. So, okay. I'm going to go wash my hair since <laughs> remember to be fair i ran out of <laughs> to be be fair. <laughs> have you watched letter kenny yeah we've watched okay it. all right i was just making sure because i was like if you just did that and hadn't seen the show i oh, am no. gonna be blown away. say that we're always like to be fair <laughs> yeah we do the same thing and we actually just rewatched the last season because um i can't wait to see dirks get his ass fucking kicked yeah he's a tool and like I noticed this was really stupid whenever uh Wayne goes to tell them what happened. If you watch very closely, the very first person who starts running is Bonnie McMurray. 
mm. like running. And I was just like, that's because that's her best friend. You know what I mean? And she's mm-hmm. like ready to fuck someone up. I like and that. I just, yeah, it was just really sweet. I don't know. I'd notice stupid things like that in the show. But anyway, I ran out of shampoo, which is part of the reason I haven't washed my hair because I can't go to the store to buy it. <laughs> and I just ordered some and it got here today. So I'm going to wash my hair. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Watch out for spiders. The spiders might be in your hair at this point. <laughs> they probably are. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But, you know, it is what it is. There's probably, there could be a whole ass bird's nest in this bitch and I wouldn't know right now. And if there were, I'm sure you'd be elated to see the birds. I would. What was that chirping noise? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's Chardonnay and DNA. That was way more talking than usual. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, well, whatever. You have nothing else to do. Um, Send us an email if you have any ideas or want to talk. ChardonnayandDNA at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at Chardonnay and DNA, Facebook Chardonnay and Sign DNA, Twitter Chardonnay DNA. Yeah, we actually have followers on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter, so I didn't know until today. Yeah, I'm really bad at that one. My bad, (laughs) y'all. So sorry. We still love you all. Um, I will try and post more. I just don't tweet very often. So, Also, the new website, ChardonnayandDNA.com. Oh, wait, one other thing. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I don't know if you saw in our messages, but our friend. Oh, yeah. Let's give his podcast a shout out. Bad Guy Podcast. Yeah. So that's, I believe that's the Instagram name. The podcast, when you search for it on um, iTunes or whatever platform is Say Hello to the Bad Guy. Say Hello to the Bad Guy. Yeah. And he gave us um, a good, he messaged us with a good idea for a, for a story sometime. So. I appreciate that. Check out his podcast. And yeah, it's, it's really good. Good. I enjoy it. it. Has some sick theme music. It's really good. Cool. Um. So yeah, check it out. Say hello to the bad guy, our friend over there. 